Well, hello, folks, and welcome back to another edition of AR15 on the Firmamental Podcast with Alex and Raul. Uh, we're bringing some more heat to you guys. This is AR15 number two bonus episode. I don't know what number it is in the catalog, but we're going to let it roll. Say what's up, Alex. Hey, what's up, Raul? Let's do this thing. Hey, man, let's do this thing. So uh, I have a little uh, bonus content. Today's AR15, man. I wanted to talk about, you know, I, I hear the, you know, science says that we live in an, in an ever expanding universe that our universe is constantly moving, that we're constantly being slung at these high velocity speeds, but it's all relative to one another. So we don't feel it, you know, but we're constantly shifting in this oblong orbit around the sun. The, the earth spins at a thousand miles an hour. It, its axis is tilt at various times of the year, according to their model. And that we're, tr- we're traveling in unison while spinning a thousand miles. We're also going at 66,600 miles through the universe and the universe is expanding. Well, if all this stuff is going on, I want to know, and I have a question for you folks, like, why are our constellations still the same? Like, why, you know, and I want to get into this. What do you think about this, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. Uh, honestly, with just trying to fathom some of the speeds. How is the sky not blurry? Honestly, like all of these insane speeds that are happening. How are the stars not like, you know, in Star Wars when we hit like hyperdrive? Seriously, man, like 500,000 miles per hour. Like we're, that's insane, right? What's the 500,000 mile per hour? Where does that come from? That's where they got greedy. That's, that's what they're saying. How fast the sun flies through the galaxy. So, you know, we're chasing the sun at 500,000 miles per hour as well. Not never mind just orbiting it, right? They got real. How are we ever? How are we ever going to catch it if we're only going sixty six thousand six hundred? Well, we're going sixty six thousand uh, six hundred around the sun. That's how fast we orbit the sun. But the sun, uh-huh. is shooting, the sun is shooting like a comet through the galaxy at five hundred thousand miles per hour, and we're all just like along for the ride. Isn't that insane? Yeah, man. I think they got a little greedy with that one. But I mean, even just thinking about the constellations, okay. Like the the way the ancients were depicting them, the way that, you know, these they built these megaliths. And that's what I really wanted to get into is these megalithic structures that, uh, that exist on Earth today. And they still line up with specific constellations, specific stars. And and some of them, they even still today can perfectly time the summer and winter solstice. So, I mean, if we're on this ever expanding universe being shifted through outer space, like to me, this makes way more sense on the flat Earth model than it does on the uh, on the geocentric model that's stationary on a level plane than it does on this spinning r- rock heliocentric model. And that's the, all I want to get people to think about in this short little episode. For sure, I was gonna say like, remember when we were kids, we would take a field trip and we would go to the planetarium and we'd we'd uh, sit in the chairs, and we'd all look up and you know the planetarium dome. And they would project, you know, all the constellations and things like that. And they would, they would just rotate it around. That's exactly what, that's exactly what we're doing. You and me, we can go sit outside and we can watch our own planetarium. Like we are stationary. Like to me, that is an ultimate silver bullet right there. Like you're hitting everybody with, wow, like we really are just here and everything's rotating around us. We're not flying through hyperspace in the Millennium Falcon trying to catch the sun. Well, you know, I don't mean to shit on people's Star Wars or Star Trek dreams or their little uh, science fiction, uh, 
what do they call that sci-fi con or what is those things that they like to Comic-Con. go to and play dress Comic-Con. up? Yeah. Yeah. Comic-Con, you know what I mean? I'm sorry for you guys that like to do that. You can still do that. That's cool. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? When I was a little kid, I used to like to wear a Dan Marino jersey and throw my Nerf ball. And I thought I was Dan Marino too. You know what I mean? I never played in the Super Bowl. You're never going to ride the Millennium Falcon there, buddy. One of my goals for Firmamental, Raul, is for us to get a booth at Comic-Con and you know what? Have a bunch of people come and just say, you know what? You guys are amazing. You you brought the truth. And it's okay that sci-fi is sci-fi. It's science fiction for a reason. It's not science yeah. real, you know? The only lightsaber you should be whipping out is to go to the bathroom and, and spraying the toilet. <laughs> hey, man. Dude, I heard we have a guest caller from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll, uh, I'll just... Uh, I'll just type them in here quick hold on a sec i gotta fix this on zoom oh it's uh it's stephen hawking man he wants to say hi to you oh wow dude hello mr hawking raul stop lying you piece of sh- hey uh, i just cut <laughs> hey, him man, off mute that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're playing having a good time folks now nah, so back to the subject at hand though you know what i mean uh I just like to poke fun. You guys can poke fun at us too. We get made fun of all the time as flat earthers. We got to have thick skin. It's not reptilian skin, but I do have thick skin. Okay. No, but, uh, you know, back to the megalith thing. So I I did just a little bit of research for this quick AR 15, but let me bring up a few just for, just for the firmamentalists and the first time listeners out there. So think about this. So I, I just brought up a few of the megaliths. I mean, these things exist all over the world, right? I'm not going to say all over the globe, but all over the world. Okay. So the first one I'm going to bring up is Stonehenge. Okay. This uh, structure they, they say is 1600 years old. Stonehenge back then could map when the summer solstice was going to happen and the winter solstice, and it can still do it to this day. Okay. So this, this structure that they built could clock those uh, celestial phenomenons back then. And it still maps it perfectly today. Like, I don't know, man, if we're on this ever shifting universe that's ever expanding, I think things would be moving and it would change. You know, it, I don't think it would still be the same. Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know what, to me, that's a silver bullet too, right there. Like how incredible were those astronomers, the ancient astronomers back in the day to recognize the patterns day after day, month after month, year after year, and how they are constant. They're, they are constant constellations constellations is that a bad dad joke or what yeah they're like constant. no i mean yeah no that's pretty good and I, I didn't think about that there's probably some word magic in there and that's probably where some of the root words come from you know originally and how they sound similar to one another but yeah i you know i i just think that's one of the things that's the most tragic is i become a flat earther you know everybody thinks that you know oh the galaxy and traveling through outer space and the way the stars and the sun and the moon and this beautiful these beautiful planets spinning around and and they think it's so glorious and you can't take this model away from me because this is a, well it's because we're so conditioned that's what we've been taught ever since we were little that's why it's so hard to break yourself out of that frame of mind and look at it but i mean don't let your senses deceive you i mean it's just as beautiful to think that we're this perfect creation that god created we're the center of his universe that he's protecting us with a dome called the firmament and then he gave us the sun and the moon as a sky clock because that's what the bible says it said that he created a light for the day and a light for the night okay it didn't say that he he created uh you know one great light and then the other light to the other uh the other um like to reflect it 
Yeah. You know, the other rock to reflect it. It yeah. says that he made a, 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 a greater light and a lesser light. That's what it says in God's word. So I choose to take God's word literally. You know, the stars, there, there's scriptures about stars being a- angelic. You know, I mean, that's beautiful. Everything is a perfect balance. Everything was perfectly constructed. Everything's everything's perfect, you know, in, in, in this model, at least it, from my perspective. And I think like people think like, oh, you're killing my science fiction dream. Well, folks, you're, you know, you're killing my God dream. And it's not a dream to me, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing about this heliocentric model is to get you to be distracted and, and, uh, you know, where they can teach us all this perversion, all this science, and they can lead us and push all these different agendas. It really does give birth to like, oh, we're under the threat of aliens. We're under the threat of being slammed by asteroids. We're under the threat of being slammed by meteors. You know, uh, we live in this, it's it's a perfect balance in the cosmos, but uh, the catastrophe could strike at any time. Like, no, it's all god's work on god's time and it is beautiful like both the the flat earth model the flat earth concept the true earth i like to call it biblical earth biblical cosmology that's beautiful too yeah i was gonna say that for me when i look up in the sky i all i see is miracles now i just think it's it's 10 times more amazing that we are so incredible and yet we're still amongst like this perfect creation i i look at everything as a perfect creation not this big bang crazy accident that happened and you know think think about the chaos of the universe expanding and black holes and anti-gravity and all these things that our buddy that who called in to harass you was coming up with while he was crapping his pants in his wheelchair like seriously man the guy's never even been outside probably never mind like you know to space like what is he dr- like think about the satanic things that this guy was dreaming about to poison people's minds with these black holes that like suck up entire galaxies like how demented do you have to be to you know to to think of these things like how how crappy of does your life have to be that you have to make everybody else's life crappy right oh man i i don't want to get sucked up in a black hole yeah exactly ain't nobody got time for that nobody ain't nobody got time for that no nah, so uh you know i was gonna move on and talk about a few more so we got a place called Naptaplaya, Naptaplaya, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, but it's spelled N-A-B-T-A-P-L-A-Y-A. It's a stone circle in Egypt. It's 7,000 years old. And that along, 5,000 years old, five minutes left. Okay, we got five minutes left, folks, on the AR-15. So I'm going to speed this up. But that one also counts the winter solstice, winter and summer solstice. And that's in Egypt, another part of the world, right? I think that if you ha- would have this globe and these places are on, on two different parts of this rock and there's this curvature, uh, I don't know how both of them could track the same phenomenon. You know what I mean? From there, it, it just makes more sense on a flat level surface. That's what I'm telling you. And these things still map these things out today. So that's another one that does the winter solstice. Then I'm going to talk about the pyramids of Giza, the pyramids of Giza, which are 4,500 years old and still to this day line up with the same three stars in Orion's belt that it did 4,500 years ago, folks. It's still lining up with those same stars, those three stars in Orion's belt. It still does today. You know, when I found that that out, that blew my mind. Like I, I probably just realized that about three or four years ago, I was watching a documentary and it's like, why are they telling me this? Because it kind of proves flat earth, right? Like if we were like flying through the galaxy, how can the exact same stars be lined up perfectly with these pyramids? Like what you're saying right now, just like 
helps solidify how miraculous of astrologers these guys were. Like it's incredible. It's incredible to me that they they managed to do it so perfectly. So sorry, man. I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, it's just- oh, you're not interrupting, man. You're my you're my partner in this AR15, man. We blah 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 blah. Yeah, we no, blowing them down right now. You know what Seriously, I mean? You, you no, mow so, them down when you talk about stuff like that. It's crazy. That's a bullet. Well, right? you know, honestly, dude, it really is amazing, and it just doesn't make sense. That's the thing. I'm I'm just trying to make sense of these things. And that's why to me, flat earth makes more sense. And then when I added, you know, what scripture says to it, and then I look at what the ancient man's, uh, what ancient man contributed. And we think that they were idiots living in darkness, scraping their knuckles on the ground. I think that they were more advanced and more intelligent than we give them credit for. You know, I think they would look at us as being the stupid deceived ones to believe that we're on this rock being flung through the cosmos, they would laugh at us. That's the way I look at it. But that's just my opinion. You could have a different opinion. It's okay. I still love you. So uh, I think we might be getting close to running out of time on this AR-15, but I want to talk about the serpent mound in America, okay? Uh, They say that this was constructed by the Native Americans, uh, so the indigenous people of America, 1,000 years ago, okay? The serpent mound in Ohio, still a 1,000 years old, still lines up today to the to the draco constellation and so there's curves a snake's body curves as it slithers right so the the last uh curve uh or the first curve between the the serpent's head and 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 the, the first curve in its body in its torso perfectly aligns and points to the north to polaris true north okay the north star the pole star it indicated it was an indicator that the and what were they communicating with? That's another thing that I, I want to know. Like, you know, I, I, I look at this as like Genesis six is my answer for this. Like the fallen angels were showing him this stuff and teaching him this stuff. I don't think it was like ancient aliens. I think it was more biblical. I think your explanation for aliens could be, you know, angels from the Bible. But I don't think that we're being invaded by aliens from outer space. But if you look at these things, like as far as the flat earth versus the spinning model, how is this thousand year old snake that they made in the ground still lining up to this uh, to, to Polaris to this day? It, it should have moved by now. For sure. I, I think I, don't, I didn't even know about that. So thanks for uh, hitting me with that. I'm looking forward to looking looking that up. And I'm sure I'm not alone in the audience that you know, I didn't even know about that. So man, thanks for bringing that to my attention. That's awesome. Yeah. Well just dude, and go look at this, just start looking this stuff up for yourself, folks. There's pyramids in every continent around the world. Like we always think of pyramids and we think of like uh, the, the Giza. And then we think of like the Mayan temples and, you know, uh, there, dude, there's pyramids on every continent. So uh, any final words, Alex, on this AR-15 edition? No, man. Thanks for bringing the Any heat. shout outs? Uh, you know what? Shout out to Robert Lake. He's like really promoting the heck out of us. Like uh, Flat Earth Reality. That guy's awesome. My man, Derek Stitt. He, me and him, we had a great episode the other day on Talking Stitt. And what do you know? He texted me this morning. Trudeau is uh, getting divorced from his wife. And I, and we were just joking that we didn't think gay pedophiles could get married, but you know, they definitely can get divorced. Yeah, man. And I wanted to let you guys know too, you're going to see some different art uh, coming up in the rotations. I got uh, a listener of the show, a firmamentalist out there that sent me some alternate logos for firmamental that I'm going to be using. Shout out to Repola. Um, 
Sorry, I should have wrote down more information on him, but I'm going to include the information on the artist. Uh, you can go get look up links to his artwork and some of the stuff that he's posted on the internet and reach out to him if you like some of this artwork that you're seeing that we'll be using on some of these AR-15 editions, okay? And hey, Repola, if you out there, dude, uh, come up with a drawing, man, maybe of like an AR-15, you know, spraying some like, uh, like flat earth bullets or something. I don't know. You can come up with something cool. Stephen Hawking's chair. Yeah, dude, blowing holes through Stephen Hawking's chair. <laughs> Anyways, folks, that's all all the time we got for you today. Uh, peace out to all the firmamentalists out there. And remember, protect your dome. How do we find ourselves here Within these walls and chains As a teardrop lands Who is there to blame?
let's turn.